six, Ladies and gentlemen, five, prepare four, for liftoff. Three, two, one. Welcome to the very first episode of Liftoff by Bottle Rocket. Now, if you are a return listener and you haven't listened to the last episode, then you're probably thinking to yourself, Liftoff, I thought this was called the Experience Design Podcast. Well, you're right. It was called that. However, just to catch you up, I approached Bottle Rocket, which is the agency of where I work, and I said, hey, how about I bring this in-house? I want to get a co-host. I have an idea of who it should be. And we can talk about things outside of the design realm. Because what happened was... I was getting burnt out because I was having to work after hours to make this thing happen, but I didn't want to say goodbye, so I'm saying hello to this. So here we are. Now, we're going to talk about more than just design. We're going to talk about business strategy, digital transformation, all the things. I know that's a buzzword, but you know, it's a thing. So. I want to start by introducing the co-host. He's a man that I love and respect. I must say, his name's Peter Clayman. Peter, give us a hey. Oh, well, Tony, I'm so glad to be here. You know, never would I have guessed that two years ago when we started working on restaurant clients together that we'd end up here on this podcast. I am so happy to be here. Hello, everybody. It's an amazing thing um, sitting here. You know, I've I've never done. Sure, I've interviewed people, but usually in that case, it's I ask a question, I shut up, and they're sort of the highlight of the show. In this situation, it's you and I, you know, partners in this, and I wanted somebody that I respected so tremendously, and I have to tell you, if I could paint a picture um, for the guests listening real quick. So Peter wears, what are they, vintage shirts traditionally? You know, many describe them as blouses. Blouses, yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, vintage blouses, they are eccentric. They, and when when I first met you, I gotta be totally transparent here, Peter. I was like, who's this guy think he is wearing these blouses? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it made me laugh, and I was like, I got to get to know this guy. Luckily, we were put on a project together, and very quickly, I found out that I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Here, here we are just in a love, love fest. I want the people to get to know you before we shoot this thing into the stratosphere or lift off, if you will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I promise that's the only pun, right? We'll, we'll, we'll try to keep our puns light. That's right. We'll never have another rocket pun. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so <laughs> Peter, who are you? What's your background? And how did you get to Bottle Rocket? What do you do there? These are great questions that I probably should have prepared more of a substantive answer for. But that's fine. I, I will give it my best go. So first off, thank you, Tony. Like, I also tremendously respect you, and I'm so glad you have picked me as your co-host. Oh, go I am on. so amped. I just happened to talk to you about wanting to do a podcast the exact right. same moment you were looking for a co-host. 
So I have a background in consulting. Um, way back when I went to University of Texas and did a finance and engineering program, dual degree, and decided that I really wanted to go into business. Uh, I had always been interested in technology. Uh, it had just always been intriguing and decided to go into corporate strategy consulting, working for a company that was called Boozing Company, which had been bought by PwC, became Strategy and, and I worked in their digital business and technology group. And this wasn't exactly the type of digital business you think about, not necessarily the really cool things we're working on today, but more so the enterprise systems that govern large organizations and how they use technology and how much that costs and who pays for it and high level, very important work, but also a little bit disconnected from that end user. Yeah. And then I went into startup land as so many people do, because I got a little burnt out on the consulting vibe and, uh, pivoted many different times at one point became a music manager for a band and we can talk about that later no kidding uh, oh wow yeah yeah uh what we had dubbed a future soul band um oh. yeah it was a really interesting time in my life and it got to a point i think it was like one morning at five in the morning when i was driving home from austin and everybody else was asleep and i was listening to the economist that i was like maybe i should make a different move in my life <laughs> <laughs> no hate to those band managers out there, but uh, I'm glad oh, you made the pivot. Nothing but respect. The, but yeah, I, I kind of decided to come back into the world. And of course, being in Dallas, I had always known a little bit about Bottle Rocket and was really intrigued with what was going on and kind of right place, right time. Uh, we were looking to expand our ability to offer consultative services to clients and just kind of walked in the door one day. And very much like you, I think my eccentric reputation got me the interview and got me the ability to join the team. And we've kind of been on a ever-evolving path since then. So really, when I think about what do I do today, it might make sense to share a little bit on my journey on how we got here within Bottle Rocket. So when I started, it was really more about Help us understand the things that our clients care about outside of that core experience. What are some of the reasons why clients come to us? Like, what are the macro trends that they're experiencing today? This could be like the equivalent of an airline that doesn't want to use an OTA, and maybe that's motivating them to invest on their own digital. Or we're facing a tremendous amount of pressure from Uber Eats, and we want to have a more mature relationship with our customers where we're able to offer services along the entire spectrum rather than relying on third-party delivery and then translating those really large trends into actionable results like how do we take that concept and turn it into something meaningful something that you know the board can green light a multi-million dollar investment in with defined success metrics so mm. these days i lead the business strategy team here at bottle rocket and our job is multitude of things uh, we're heavily involved in the expanding and signing net new clients. So helping to better understand some of the business goals that our clients are coming to us looking to do. And and we'll get into that, I'm sure, in a later episode in terms of like, how does one sell custom software at scale to multitude of industries and clients, uh, which has its own complexities. You better write that and down because that's a good topic. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll come back to that one. Yeah. Um, I could talk your ear off all day, as you know. And in fact, that's how Tony and I got to know each other, is that I was working with a client for a while, and we were looking to redesign the restaurant experience and better understand how to meet customers' needs and also do that in an environment where we weren't just doing it for one brand, but we were doing it for two brands in parallel in some regards. 
And so Tony and I got to know each other by doing what we call a strategy engagement very early on. It was about six weeks, lots of late nights and sitting on a whiteboard and looking at what was going on in the industry, looking at folks like Chipotle and McDonald's and Burger King and seeing what they're doing great and seeing where there are some opportunity areas and lining that with their competitive set. Tony did an unbelievable experience analysis, which I still use to this day as hey. the premise for experience analyses <laughs> and kind of started working from there. So these days my team works on things, a multitude of things. So we work on net new clients and existing clients, and that's growing what we help them do uh, with value-added services. We work on generating thought leadership and making sure we're keeping our pulse on what the most important things are in the marketplace. And this can be, you know, how does IO and DubDub influence the newest features and functionality and guest expectation or consumer expectation in digital? All the way to like, what are you supposed to be measuring out there? And how do you communicate to your executive leaders that you're doing really good things in your digital products? We're also responsible for what we call the growth practice. So, you know, historically, Bottle Rocket was very much invested in that what we would call strategy, design, and build process. We help customers envision what they want to deliver. We make that a reality in design and execute on that at scale. The part that really wasn't there and something we've invested in over the last three years is our ability to say, okay, once you have a product in market, how are you going to acquire more users into that product? Who are the right users to acquire? Because, you know, all the time, everyone will tell you how many downloads they have. But in our book, a download is worth zero dollars. Yeah. Most people download something and delete it that exact same day and yeah. never go through the authenticated user flow. Myself so, included. Oh, yeah, me all the time. I'm like, oh, you asked me for location permissions before I've given you other any other information and you don't tell me why? Cool. Bye. Okay, I'm going to delete you. <laughs> Great. Uh, and so we'll, what we do is help craft and devise strategies to help firms acquire more users, convert those users, and ultimately drive long-term retention, which means a larger user base, more revenue on platform, more revenue that can be allocated to improving those products, delivering cool new things, and making sure that you're getting the success that you need from an enterprise level with the tools that we have co-developed with you. And many other things, but we'll touch on that later. It, it's, it's really good to hear that, that breakdown. And um, I want to step out of the professional world really quick. And let's get personal. Just so everyone really gets to know us. Okay. Peter is like a prepper like an apocalypse or a doomsday prepper, if you will, as they say. Now, we're going to dive into this later on a, on a different episode, but I just want to throw that out there. And they're not all what you suspect them to be like. Because uh, when I think of a prepper, you know, usually it's like a boomer. You know, they've got a basement stockpile of stuff. And Peter couldn't be further away from that archetype. Do you get heat for it a lot? I kind of like the heat, but yeah, I definitely get heat for it for sure. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then here we are in COVID and look who's prepped and ready. And anyways, we're going to dive into that later. But um, what is one fact about yourself that is non-business related that might surprise someone to hear? Ooh. Man, you know, I always have a snappy answer, like ready to go for something like this, but it, that's, that's a rough one. I think that 
You know, one thing that might surprise people is that I have designed our home to not have a television. And oh, you I know, know I didn't very, notice that when I came over to set up your gear, I did not notice that. Yeah, I have very little awareness about popular culture. Now, like, that's not wholly true. But, like, don't go asking me about anything that happens on any social media account because I don't have any social media accounts. Except LinkedIn. Except right. LinkedIn. Right. Now, where can but people find you, by the way? Probably LinkedIn is the best place if you want to reach out. Or Peter, you can shoot me an email. Peter Peter.Clayman at Bottle Rocket Studios. And I'll throw it in the show notes, too. Perfect. I also want to say this, and this is going a little bit back to the love fest. But, you know, you got to love one another if you're going to co-host something. So... You're a young guy. You're younger than I am. You're wise beyond your years. Dare I say, now this is bold, okay? Are you a bit of a savant? Oh, my goodness. I would say that I skew higher than mean on certain things and skew lower than mean on others. So I, I don't know. I, I'm blushing. If you could see this recording of us <laughs> looking at each other over Zoom as we record in this pandemic, I'm blushing. Tony, you have you have honored me so graciously. But because um, you've got you've got like a a photographic memory almost, and it's uh, your 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 reservoir for things that you can. You're a bit of a sponge, and you retain stuff so well. You know, I, I don't feel that way. I'm happy you feel that way. I feel like I'm a data lake, right? I have got a lot of data in there that I can draw upon, but the ways that that materializes, visualizes is no one's knowing, even my own, right? It just kind of comes. But I would say that like, you know, I, what I tell anybody who joins my team is that once you have consistently opened your eyes to what is behind the curtain, sometimes it's hard to see what's in front of it. Mm. So, you know, I say that to say, you know, I've been very fortunate to, through my education and through so many other things to learn a little bit more about how some people slice and dice the world and how they look at the world more broadly and use those types of frameworks to inform my thinking. So I think sometimes it gives me like a tremendous amount of like, oh, I had something for that. I could pull that out right out of the pocket. But other times I got to say no knowledge in the least. And that's why I love working with people like you, Tony, because you see things that I would never, ever, ever see. And it's, it, the teamwork makes the dream work, and that could not be more true. And that was what we started learning together when we worked on our original restaurant client and what we've learned in every project we've worked together on since. Look, it's the dream team, folks. You're here for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> we promise that it won't be such a love fest, but considering the fact that all we do is talk into computer screens these days, like it is so great to not actually work for a little bit on a computer screen and just get to talk to you. That's right. So, and I want to treat this like the listeners are part of it, you know, and it's something that I really wanted to maintain and feel like I did maintain for the Experience Design Podcast, which it's a very personal approach. It's a very candid approach. We don't take ourselves too seriously, although the work that we do is very serious. Um, but I think that that's part of what makes it so successful is that we can cut up, but also, you know we don't lose a professionalism just because we do. Oh, absolutely not. It, it actually makes us more professional sometimes to be real people. I agree completely. And when you're in a room and you're doing a discovery strategy session and you think about the ticket price of that room, you know, of the, the, the combined salaries of the people in that room with some of these top companies and exacting businesses, it can start to play games in your head. 
And you have to just stop and go, all these people go through the same stuff I go through. Some have kids, some have spouses. We all use the restroom and put our pants on the same way or skirts on the same way, whatever it is, we're human beings. So let's have a conversation and get down to it. And if that means, you know, disarming with a joke, an appropriate one, of course, but not taking ourselves like we are just the end all be all of everything that is business strategy and design. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I sure do know what you're saying. Boom. For sure. I remember that joke you made the first time you had like, you pulled this deck out and I have to remember what that joke was, but it was some like Barbara Walters joke and it was like super out there and I just died laughing right in the middle of this client room and then by the end of it everyone was laughing it was great but it's true I mean I think the reason for that and the dirty truth about technology is it's a series of strategic failures Mm. and so if you don't build the trust if you don't build that earnest genuine expression that hey you know we have the background we have the experience we've been here we've done this before but what you're doing by its very nature is totally new totally new and yes there's some data that informs our perspectives and yes we can rely on some of our understanding of your users and your competitive set and things all up and down that range but some of it's gonna hit and some of it's not gonna hit and when time comes for user testing you know we'll see that's exactly right man so listeners out there if you want to learn more about the podcast obviously hit up bottlerocketstudios.com slash liftoff. Do us a favor, hit subscribe. It's going to be a wild ride on this rocket. I couldn't not do another pun. Oh, man. <laughs> Just one an episode. We're going to have to like keep a tally. That's right. <laughs> or playing a drinking game with the listeners. Oh, we'll do that one day when we get to record on a Friday afternoon. That's right. So until next time, friends, stay curious, and we cannot wait to have you back on liftoff. And Tony, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm going to promise that over the course of this season, I will hate my voice less and less. But for now, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be an obstacle. Before we sign off, Peter, it's funny you say that. So I have been doing podcasting now for two years, let's say. I've had a few podcasts under my belt. The number one thing I was most nervous about was my voice. Paired with that, the number one compliment I get on the podcast is my voice. So I think it's this game we play with ourselves. You've got a delicious voice. That's how I feel about you. Totally delicious voice. I love having you on any Zoom meeting because you have this super fancy mic and you're like, well, hello, everybody. I am Tony. So good to hear you. And the rest of us are like, yeah, it's great to hear you, Tony. My AirPods don't seem to be working. Am I on? Is Teams working? God. Of course, Teams (laughs) isn't working. (laughs) All right, folks. That's it for us today. We'll see you in two weeks.